history. One, oh, one. Alright, what's up everybody and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts, my name is Fred Rojas, and joining me today from um, Beyond Oasis, no, <laughs> from various different times, whether it be Thor's time or from uh, Arabian times, uh, we have Mr. Jam Elias. how are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing very good, Fred. From Beyond Oasis, that I think that's the line of the show already. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, well, welcome, welcome. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because today is the Beyond Oasis Game Club, or the the Story of Four. Yes, uh, Game Club. Depending on who oh, you oh, ask. Wait, 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 we do have a third one as well. Because let's not forget the Japanese audience, Fred. Because you know that's true. Which is, uh, which is the story of four... Oh, I've just lost my time. It's just gone off my thing now. I think it's the Giver of Light, wasn't it? Yes, it's... Heir of the Light. Um, That's it. So, Heir of yes. Light. And for you guys, it's the story of Thor, the successor of the Light? Yes, that's it. Apparently. And we the, just, yeah. the, um, the, main, the front cover, though, is just the story of four, but I believe if you open up the manual, that's what it says. But... <laughs> well, there you go. So, um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about it. It's a Genesis or Mega Drive game, depending on mm-hmm. where you uh, grew up. And um, it, uh, in my opinion, has been wrongfully compared to Sega's answer. Um, oh, to, yeah. It was published by Sega. Sega's answer to um, Legend of Zelda, um, A Link to the Past. Um, mm. And if you look at a screenshot or play the first five minutes of the game, I totally get where you'd make that connection. Outside of that, I can't see how this is even remotely close um, by any stretch of the imagination. It's a completely different game um, for oh so many reasons. We'll we'll get into that when we get into. Oh, we're gonna it, get to that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, but yeah, so we're gonna be talking about this. Um, but before we do, I want to mention, uh, if you would like to join us, uh, our shows, while not live anymore, do broadcast every Tuesday night at allgames.com uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays. I will be in the chat. Jam joins when he can, um, and, but it's a late night for him. And uh, we've had some great conversations. I'm actually much more pleased, Jam, with the conversations and how interactive I can be with the chatters. Mm. Oh, yeah. Now that I'm not having to pause for the show um it's also a great time to kind of listen back to the show because you know if you guys have never done it before you don't really focus on what you said in a podcast (laughs) when it was your podcast so um it's kind of cool to reflect back um but uh, it's also so that we could have Jam on the show. So, yeah, come join us. And if you want to send an email or anything, that's contact at GamingHistory101.com or hit the contact link at the top right-hand corner, GamingHistory101.com. Uh, we didn't have any this week, um, but I do think it's time we announce uh, what June's Game Club is going to be. We've got some fun, extra special surprises coming up in June, which we aren't ready to announce yet, but stay tuned. Um, but... Uh, Jam and I talked it over, and uh, whether people like it or not, uh, Jam, what's going to be our next game club? (laughs) 
It's Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yes, yes. So uh, he and I had talked about it. Um, I've never really worked my way through this uh, already known fantastic game, which is weird because Mm. I've played a lot of the other Egavanias. I've played almost all of the portable ones, believe it or not. That is very surprising, actually, if you've played those. (laughs) Right, because I hear they're all trying to be Symphony of the Night. Now, I do have Symphony of the Night a record number of times. I have the PlayStation 1 disc. I have the PlayStation Mm -hmm. 1 PSN uh, digital copy that I can play on PSP and Vita. And I also have the Xbox 360 HD remake. or Well, not remake, the HD upgrades. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, the re-release on Xbox 360 when that was the only game in town. And actually, I have the Dracula X Chronicle on PSP, which I believe got, yep, got that has one. that game as well. So <laughs> multiple ways to get it. <laughs> yes, yes. So we'll be playing it. I don't know which one I'm going to play yet. Uh, probably a combination of the PSN ones, if you want my gut. Mm. Although, should I play the 360 ones because I could unlock Ooh. achievements? The 360 one is um, backwards compatible on Xbox One as well. Ooh, ooh. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe I can broadcast it. Although I can broadcast any of these, but it's a lot less work to broadcast that version. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, that was the one I played through. I got halfway through the game and unlocked those achievements. So actually, I think I'm going to go Sony. I think I'm going to play this on the PS3 and maybe out to the Vita, but maybe I'll broadcast it. So we'll see. Um, but uh, anyway. So we're going to do Symphony of the Night, and we have a resident expert who I'd like to get on the show as our guest for that game club. So hopefully he is free and willing to do it. We will see. But we are going to do Symphony of the Night. Um, I've never played through it, as I said. And Jim, you said you've played through a No Frills playthrough of this game? Yeah, I, I, I didn't do the the Upside Down Castle playthrough, but I've done the stand, I guess, whatever the the standard playthroughs (laughs) right and i don't know if you have to do something special to get that so what i'm going to do is for better or worse i'm probably going to play through the game uh once pretty quick yeah and i hear you get you can get to the end somewhat quickly in that game and then you have to replay to do the upside down castle and stuff so i'm gonna i'm gonna do some research before i get going i might have to play through this game more than once um and i know it's no short game so it's gonna be a busy uh it's gonna be a busy month for us so Hmm. But yeah, that's so. fun. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, uh, I, I I'd say we we embark on a journey, uh, one that I'm interested in seeing some of the the differences between our regions on uh, as we delve into Beyond Oasis, the story of Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, all right, Jim, uh, in usual fashion, we'll give the specs. So Beyond Oasis uh, or Story of Thor uh, came out first in Japan, December 12th, 1994. 
in Europe, March of 1995, and in North America, March of 1995 as well. So this Surprising. is a very mm. late game in the Genesis Mega Drive life cycle. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, in, in, uh, this is basically on the tail end of the dying 32X and the Saturn. So mm-hmm. um, pretty surprising, uh, but it makes up for it. It does some very impressive uh, things on the Genesis uh, Mega Drive. Uh, it, it's a very good looking game. Um, it is developed. Which is the system to its limits. <laughs> yeah, to a certain extent. Uh, I did play it on actual hardware. So um, yep. yeah. it was developed by Ancient Corp. Uh, Ancient Core, uh, known for a couple of different things, Jam. Um, are you mm-hmm. familiar with this developer? It's, yeah, they're they're not, they're an interesting one. Um, yeah. So they, yeah, they, they it, when I did a bit of research on them, because I I was under the impression they really hadn't done a lot, but then when you get a list of games up, it seems to give the impression they worked on quite a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, they pack a punch in what they did do. They started life doing yeah. the Master System Game Gear version of Sonic the Hedgehog One, which I like. Yeah. They did probably one of the most praised games on the console of all time, Streets of Rage yeah. 2. Which is important for this game as well, for um, Beyond Oasis Story of the Four, which we'll get to yes, later. Yes, very much so. Um, <laughs> they did Act Razor 2 on the SNES, which is an interesting mm-hmm. one. So they're obviously not in Sega's pocket. Uh, and I've never played Act Razor 2, so I don't know how that differs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did both of the Oasis games. They did the Mega Drive mm-hmm. one and then immediately move on and do Legend of Oasis in 96 for the Saturn. So they did these back to back, which is, you told me it's a sequel prequel. It's a yeah, it's just a yes, yeah, prequel to the, this game that we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah. And then their other two big ones, pretty much, are Shenmue on the Dreamcast. That one, you know, has yeah. gotten some notoriety. I would have guessed that was M two, but it's just uh, it's not, um, to be honest. Um, no. Yeah. And then they are responsible also for of all games, Fusion Frenzy oh, no. two Fusion on the Frenzy Xbox three sixty. <laughs> so. That one surprised me. Yeah, yeah. There's some other stuff in their pantheon, but those are the ones you probably know. So an interesting developer through and through. Yeah, yeah. So, um, And it was uh, designed by Kataru Uchimura, um, who has only done three games, really, of note. Um, He did both of these Oasis games, um, or Story of Thor games. And then he is the designer of Streets of Rage 2. There you go. So again, a very well-known individual, um, and uh, I'd, I'd say equally well-known uh, is uh, the composer, probably mm-hmm. the biggest one. Sega touts him on the title screen, at least in America. Uh, I don't know if he's on yep. yours, which is Yuzo Koshiro. Well, he's touted quite a few times, um, even in the credits and in mm-hmm. like, the end part, he's touted on. <laughs> Very much so, yes. He is on the, uh, the the title screen that says Beyond Oasis or Story of Thor. And he's also in the, when you when the game ends, spoilers, uh, there's a big The End, which I actually tweeted to Jam, and I believe his name's on that The yeah, End. Yeah, his name's there. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, Jam, are you, too, are you all that familiar with Yuzo Koshiro? Oh yeah, he's he's done a lot. This guy, he's worked on many, 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 many um, great games um, yes. in in various forms, in composition and even programming. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, like well, some of the ones off the top of my head is um, he he worked on one of the Space Harrier, like the, the effects for one of the Space Harrier uh, versions. Um, yeah, probably the arcade one probably. Well, he so so let's just chronologically it real quick. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did work yeah. for Nihon Falcom. Which uh, you got to kind of be into Japanese games to really know them, 
I guess I would say. I know them because of Cron CD for the most part, but he is responsible for uh, the wonderful... Uh, he did Xanadu, um, Scenario 2, so he did some programming with that one as well. Uh, but his big ones are, yes, he did the um, he did East 1, on the X68000. Wise. Yeah. <laughs> Wise. Um, he also did East 2 later on, so he's responsible mm-hmm. for that. He is, to my knowledge, responsible for assisting with the wonderful recreation of that. Um, uh, he's not the composer. I think he just assisted uh, for the PC Engine CD and t- TurboGrafx CD. Uh, you're right. Mm. He did the X68000, the Sharp X68000 version of Space Harrier, which is actually a very impressive soundtrack for a microcomputer. Um. Then he goes freelance, and he's responsible for Revenge of Shinobi. Yeah, great. That's a great score. Yeah. Act Razor, another great one in my opinion. Streets of Rage 1. You know I love Streets of Rage 1. Yep. Kashiro's work, especially on that boss battle music, is fantastic. Um, he, of course, did Streets of Rage 2, Act Razor 2, Streets of Rage 3. Um, he does the Oasis games. He does Shenmue. He does Shenmue 2. Um, that's impressive yeah because they're different they're different soundtracks as well yeah these are very uh extremely varied soundtracks so very well known man and obviously at the time that he works for ancient and does this stuff uh, he worked for ancient for um, a handful of years 1990 to 1994 so of course he does beyond oasis um he uh he is definitely given his praise with sega so sega definitely gives credit where credit's due on this one so He's kind of the superstar of this game, so mm. and probably for good measure. Uh, you'll hear some great samples from the the video game soundtrack of this game as this episode goes on. So, um, all right, and then uh, this is an action role player, single player uh, with mm-hmm. saving. So, uh, Jam, I've talked plenty. Uh, why don't we we do usually our thing on the development of this game and um, kind of uh, the the coverage of this game uh, pre and, and around release? Uh, do you want to handle this one because you seem to have more knowledge on this game than I did? Sure. Um, well, I think the first thing definitely to cover really is the because people have sort of they usually ask this sort of question: Why is it called Beyond Oasis America and why is it called Story of Four over here? So, what is what is the deal with that title? Because there's not actually a lot on, on the internet about it really. Um, however, fortunately, um, Retro Gamer magazine I will cite this actually for the podcast um, episode, issue number one hundred and sixty um, actually has a, a little a big kind of free sort of well six page i think six page article actually on the story for um really good one as well which i highly recommend reading but obviously sometimes it's hard to go through back issues but they actually address that uh, what what that what the deal is with the title thing why is nice. it the way it is so um because it isn't it's not easy to find these this information and so sad to say it's sad to report it's not really that I don't know. It's not that really that big a deal either, but it, it's still interesting. You know, stuff like this interests me. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the obviously the original title was the story for in Japan, but what really happened is it's it's, it's back to good old translation <laughs> sort of when it when it came over to the West. Basically, <laughs> um, the title for. So obviously, when people think four, um, they immediately think, "Oh, that god guy," you know, the one from Asgard, and especially with Marvel being a hot commodity these days, <laughs> that's where most people's um, brain is going to be heading. Yeah, uh, I don't know about you, I just yeah. think Chris Hemsworth immediately. And yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I was about to make a joke there, but yeah, absolutely. sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're good, you're good. No, no, it's absolutely fine. Um, so 
four is not related to for the god of thunder from norse mythology four is related to the alien world um, that's referenced in the in this game some people are saying well no alien worlds ever referenced well it actually is in the japanese version of the game it just wasn't translated when it came over to the west <laughs> so there you um, go. But, <laughs> so what what happened is people retranslated the game from the Japanese version to the English version. So there is actually a retranslated edition of this game. I'm guessing floating around on the internet, but not the one that we got. Uh, should we sure to mention this game was re-released several times on Virtual Console and uh, Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection and the Ultimate Mega Drive Collection on 360 and PS3. Um, it's also on PC as well. On I, I believe it is, isn't it, Fred? Uh, the collection there. Yes, so, I believe it's available on Steam. Um, yeah. So, uh, in Steam, they just individualize all the games out. Uh, but uh, yes, yes, here it is. Uh, it's three bucks. So yeah, yeah. good deal. It's part <laughs> of the mega. It's it's part of the. It's called the Mega Driver Genesis Classics uh, bundle, mm. uh, which has sixty games uh, among them beyond Oasis. But you can buy it by itself for three bucks. So there you go. Yeah. So basically, um, that, so those all of those versions and the versions that we both me and Fred played on the original hardware are just the original translated versions. Um, so yeah, that's really all it is. Is it four is referencing the alien world that basically the bear. It, what you do see in the story is there is a gold amulet and a silver amulet, and there's people that originally owned them, and those two people originated from a planet that was called four. <laughs> so there you go that's really yeah, and, the, and there that, you go <laughs> that's pretty much that what happened there um i'm not I'm, they didn't really clear up why it, they called it in europe sorry for i'm guessing maybe just because maybe we're closer to japan they just sort of screw it just call it that so instead <laughs> no, but, uh very yeah. possible i will say that uh yes i was on romhacking.net and yes there is a retranslation available um for those of us like myself who have um, uh, who have flash carts? Um, flash cart, yeah. Another opportunity. Another way to do it is I can uh, I can just uh, play it on an emulator if I wanted to. But uh, hmm, this game's short enough. I might burn through it one more time. Uh, game probably took me yeah. about six hours. I would say. And you'll get through it quick on your second route. <laughs> yes, because I don't need to uh, figure out what the hell to do in every uh, dungeon. That's uh, <laughs> that is the only challenge in this game, really. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so yeah yes. anyway yeah so so yeah so i mean i think for the benefit first keep things uh, consistent i i think i'll just we'll just prefer us to be on the oasis for the rest of the podcast so just be easy that way otherwise we're just gonna be joking back and forth for the whole podcast but um but um basically yeah so yeah this was um the, uh, the, this game was released in 1995 over here i mean yeah obviously you you didn't obviously play it back then fred but i did mm-hmm. um you know, I, I picked this up. Obviously not brand new. I got it second hand. But the thing that stood out to me, uh, this will make you laugh as well. And for you, Fred, and probably the audience is what was really great about this is in the UK at the time, um, Sega was um, involved in a little bit of uh, marketing to try and get kids to stop smoking. <laughs> Would you believe? There you go. Okay. And okay. I'm in. I'm in. So <laughs> our boxes, Fred, they had a sticker of Knuckles the Echidna from Sonic 3 and and punching a pack of cigarettes and saying quit it basically wow <laughs> because that's apparently that's apparently how you get the young ones to stop smoking in the 90s <laughs> but whether it worked or not i don't know but i that anyway the point i'm getting to is that is what i just thought that was brilliant i thought i've got to own this game just because i've got to have that sticker <laughs> right <laughs> so, that's so fantastic it's, it's me. did you did it's you like, so you have the the sticker version 
I do. I'll, I'll try and dig it out. Actually, um, I, it's it's still boxed away somewhere at the moment. But um, the um, but yeah, I do. I do have the. the, the I'll, I'll try and find find out for the podcast as well. Um, when we show it for for um Tuesday uh, night. Um, so yeah, because it is a really funny sticker too. <laughs> but, <laughs> But the thing, but I'm guessing because I'm guessing they wouldn't have had that in America. That that did come across as a very British thing, really. To you know, like we can't have the kids. We can't have these kids smoking over here. So. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, that's something I've, I wanted to share that because that was something that's quite I thought very unique to my personal experience getting hold of this game, and it was it's it's funny and it, just some of the like linking how gaming was used to try to obviously you know with <laughs> with politics basically and gaming and politics two things that people never like well, to and, hear. And we're used to that. Uh, you know, just say no to drugs was a big thing over yeah. here. I don't think you guys yeah, had okay. quite as much the war on drugs, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we okay. definitely. The war on drugs in America was strong. It's the war on cigarettes over here, Fred. Oh, you know, it's just can't, you just gotta. Well, it's well known that it. all of Europe smokes, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, it, it's so, yeah, funny hey. too because um, I, I always wondered why. It, see, in, in is is Ali the main character, Prince Ali, in both versions of the game? Yes. Yes. Okay. He is the yeah. But yeah, I always wondered why Prince Ali just like puts out a cigarette butt at the beginning of every time you load the game. It's the weirdest thing. Oh, wouldn't know? that have been great if the game actually had smoking? And it's just like... I know, right? Right? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, there's a fire guy. <laughs> there is, a, there is a, the, yes, the Jin or the Afrit, the Afrit. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so very interesting, very interesting development stuff. Uh, over here, I don't recall too much. Um, it got high scores. I don't think it sold too well though. It yeah. was just too late. Um, mm. but yeah, so, um, it did quite well here. I, I forgot to mention that it did. Okay. Um, definitely from my recollection and even retro gamer reports, it did quite well here, um, in this, in our region, but which is interesting. I mean, I mean, I can certainly speak to that. I mean, I wasn't, I was a late, uh, late to the party with the PlayStation myself. So, um, I was still all about the mega drive, even to its point dying breath and probably something interesting to know, which is, I was going to bring this up a little bit later. A year after this game came out, um, another game that I quite enjoyed a lot, um, which is crusader of senti or sole as we call it over here mm -hmm. that was released just a year after this that was very late to the party yeah. when it came to yes it is very very late actually um in fact i forgot was it was that late people... yeah yeah but that was i think that's when people were because that, that would have been 96 then by that point and then people were starting to they're starting to go away <laughs> people were starting to move over to other consoles oh actually stage. according to this it was 94 it was actually story of thor's the really? later one yeah now this oh. from the initial screenshot looks very much closer to Zelda. Um, yes, yeah, that's what because I, I was going to mention that is that 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 was well, that, that's why when people say the um, Beyond Oasis is the link to the past, major, I say eh, if you really want to make that comparison, <laughs> probably um, Crusader Senti is probably the even that one though. I'd still defend and say it okay. really isn't the same. Yeah, I say but, that having never played it at some but, point, though, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, you'll have fun tracking that a physical copy of that one down, Fred. <laughs> oh, don't have to. Flashcard. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, uh, let's see. Let's. See. I'm curious if Crusader of Senti goes to it anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's see. Whoa! Holy <laughs> shit! 
Yeah, yeah, right now. <laughs> wow, okay, yeah. Um, it looks like uh, Crusader of Senti cart only sends tends to sell for about 200 bucks in America. Yep. Complete about $600. Yep, And that's not right. The last time a sealed one was seen on eBay was uh, July of 2012 when some lucky son of a bitch got that thing for a bu- 109 bucks. Wow. Hey, yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was up, and I don't know if that actually sold for that price. Uh, it was posted for $1,500. Um, <laughs> so. Special delivery, I'm guessing. Yeah, so I'm I'm guessing it wasn't an actual sealed copy, but anyway. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, oh, sorry. The Beyond Oasis did Beyond Oasis did well. Point is, point is, Beyond Oasis did do well over here, but sadly, that the same couldn't be said for the sequel on Saturn, which did very badly. <laughs> so it did, which is a shame because everywhere. I would yeah. like to see this series continue. But yeah, yeah, Ancient uh, I don't believe is around anymore, but. Um... All right, well, let's let's jump into the game. Um, yeah. The plus side is everything that we usually have to deal with in a game club is going to be pretty... It's all pretty basic. I got to give it to them. Like, some people have even... I don't agree with them on this, but said it's like baby's first RP, action RPG. I don't nah, think it's that no, it's like, basic. Its challenge is definitely up there, but I mean from a, from a standpoint of, like, very simple story, very simple control scheme. Um, I'll give them that. But not mm. not to a bad way. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's not elegant. Um, but uh, but yeah. So um, you know, I mean, the story of the game is is actually the large brunt of the story is told before you even get to the title screen. Oh well, um, yeah, true, true. If you just if you just watch the opening cutscene, it tells you the back lore of the gold and the silver amulets. You know, oh, there's mm-hmm. this. This one guy, he had the gold on me. There's this other guy. He was bad, by the way. And he had a... <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. They're... Everyone in this game's an asshole. No, it's got to um... be a reminder, yeah, basically. But yeah, I mean, the I, I hate to break it down real simple, but basically, you are Prince Ali. Yeah. Bad things happen. You discover... Well, first, you discover the gold amulet, right? Like, you're just yeah, like you a... You have the gold on me, like, yeah. You're a digger. You're, you're an Indiana Jones type. Um, you find the gold amulet. Yeah, right. You find the gold amulet. Uh, evil descends upon the land, and your father, the king, sends you to take care of it. Uh, that, that's why I, I was going to make so many jokes about that later. But like, I love the fact that this game is basically your father sends you on like deadly missions, saying like, "Ah, oh, you could do it, Dally. You know, like, you, you little ragamuffin." Well, yeah, and to be fair, like, and and again, this is the beginning of a very large spoiler cast, but. Um, that's okay. He gets his. <laughs> you know, uh, at the end of the day, um, plus that fucker on top of the mountain is is the better uh, dad figure anyway. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the gameplay because the gameplay is pretty base. Uh, pretty uh, again, it's it's not wow. basic, but you get a very small amount of weapons, and uh, it's kind of up to you how to use them properly. But yeah. So shoot, Jam. Why don't you tell us the basics? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, th- what basically, yeah. So this game is kind of like a top-down view, like Zelda, but that's kind of where I say 
there's that's one of the sort of few similarities this has but what is different about this is you basically just start off with like a little piddly knife basically but you can collect other weapons throughout the game um which i guess you can say they're kind of destructible not really <laughs> they degrade they're limited their degradation yeah 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 so all those fans of breath of the wild might be able to relate oh, to that one this <laughs> game you can draw ridiculous parallels to breath of the wild i'm not kidding <laughs> Uh, so, so while we're on the count, number one, degradation. <laughs> <laughs> number two, bombs that utilize physics to do various things in the game, like trigger traps, and also can damage you too. Um, that's another one. So, but <clears throat> there's platforming. Mm-hmm. You can jump. Oh, you can jump. So it's not a Zelda yeah. game because you can jump. You, in fact, are asked to jump a lot. <laughs> there's kind of like brawling elements, so that's the main sort of depth. The there's 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 kind of like a deeper combat system to this than mm-hmm. there's, than the Zelda like a, a traditional top-down Zelda game, where like you, yes, you use the little dagger, but you can sort of stab it, you can swipe it, you can do the little kind of like all-around 360 maneuver, you can do mm-hmm. a little flippy move that looks really fancy as well. Yep. Um, and the best, obviously, the best thing to use is just freaking kick the crap out of a thing, which is what most people do. Yeah, it's very Streets of Rage too, isn't it? Um. <laughs> it that's, yeah, that's what I that's what I was heading to. But. People were talking about the bad combat in, uh, I think it was a GamePro article I read from when it came out. And I was like, what? Bad combat? I went ah. back and checked. GamePro actually really dug the combat of Streets of Rage 2. So not to be a dick, but GamePro, like, is the hand talking to the foot? Because you got to insert both in your fucking mouth over this. Like... It, the combat system is so similar to Streets of Rage 2. Um, outside of the grapple stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, that, uh, yeah, I, I, I found the, I felt the hit detection was good. I felt that I don't think the combat suffered at all. Uh, in this game i i really dug it and don't forget you can also jump and you know kick as well because <laughs> jump kicks yeah streets of rage 2 again jump kicks it's a great it's a great maneuver um mm. so and there it becomes necessary because there are enemies that fly uh, and you got to knock them out of the air um so like in breath of the wild uh but uh yeah um <laughs> so and and again so okay so combat is right a no combat's not a combat is b it's got b b c is jump so we've covered those two buttons what does a do jam a just that activates your magical little amulet Mm -hmm. it's uh he zaps a little little energy ball um but that's kind of where what this that's where this um, game adds this additional sort of layer of depth where you can kind of summon these sort of elemental spirits, but you have to find them first. So you obviously got to go to, you've got to do the dungeon thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> various points. Um, so, but the point is that there's four spirits, basically you can unlock eventually in this game. Um, you've got a water one, uh, ditto the water spirit. There's, um, Ifrit, the, um, the fire dude, um, there's shade, the sort of the shadow one. And then there's the plant, um, bow. Um, and the, the way you summon them is you, um, you obviously you zap this sort of ball of light towards a particular, say if you zap it at, water it will summon the water spirit if you zap it a fire zap it the fire spirit zap a mirror or that's where i found this quite clever in the game if you really think about the environment yeah um not just the crystal but enemy shields fred (laughs) work as well i never thought of that okay makes sense so enemy shields work and this is the same and if you're really really freaking good you can summon ifrit the fire spirit from the explosions in bombs Mm -hmm. if you're quick enough (laughs) so so the game really thought about did that once yeah they 
<laughs> so so that, that actually really surprised me as well. And this is something that surprised me back in the days. Like, it's small little attentions to detail. Because sometimes you do that as a gamer where you be a nitpicky tosser where you're like, oh, oh, you got, oh come on, the bomb explodes, but I can't summon the forest spirit. Oh, you can in this game. Yeah, <laughs> so. and again, that's, that's the thing I must stress. Uh, the game actually makes a puzzle out of you. You need spirits, but you don't all, you know, in the beginning, sure. Yeah. There's a fire, you know, a, a, a series of fire might be on a bridge. And behind you is a water pool. So, okay, that's how you get Dido and you can take out the water. Later in the game, that's not always the case. you got to think outside the box. It is true puzzle oh, solving. Outside. And like mm. you said, Jam, uh, basically, if you can do it, you can summon it. It's a very systems-oriented game, like Breath of the Wild. Uh, again, I'm just joking about this. If you're listening <laughs> to this uh, in the in the far-gone future... Breath of the Wild. Yes, we're, we're recording this uh, in April of 2017. So if it's much later than that, uh, you're going to be like, why are they so obsessed with this? We're not really... We're actually not even avidly playing Breath of the Wild. But people are, are talking about that game like it's the second coming. And it's hilarious to play this game that actually in 94, 95, had a lot of these systems in place already. Um, on a side note, I played this on my RGB uh, SCART yeah. Genesis, and I have to say, mm. big old sprites, and the game is beautiful. Yeah. It is oh, very, colorful, very colorful, and yeah, and the cutscenes are so anime. It it you know what it felt like? It felt like a, P, a ter- PC Engine CD game. Um, mm. Yeah, that was finally able to fit on the Genesis, you know, and and that's impressive. Um, so, uh, but um. But yeah, so we'll we'll discuss that stuff as we get into the game. But uh, um, you know, I think, and you kind of already said this, Jam. But ultimately, this game is a series of six dungeons and yep. a couple of extra side stuff. <laughs> like that's what this game kind of devolves it's, into. It's it's certainly very. It's not very long. I would say overall. I mean, even like you said for yourself, it's six to you know. Probably six hours. Probably well, and I didn't look up from. a walkthrough, and a lot of this was like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do?" I did. I wouldn't say I got stuck, but I dealt with that a lot. And the the only frustration about this game really is if you die, you get a game over. It's one life and done. And if you die in a dungeon, which is where you'll spend most of your time, you basically restart the dungeon from when you first entered it. So you can oh, yeah. get pushed back 30, 40, 60 minutes by dying in a dungeon, which thankfully I didn't do too often. Um, but mm. it did happen. So, but you can outside of the dungeon. You can pretty much save anywhere, which is kind of handy. Yeah, and I forgot to do that. Yeah, it's on the pause screen. Yeah, you forget you forget these things. Yeah, yeah, I forgot to do that. So I beat the uh, the 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 what is it? I think the third dungeon or whatever. I beat the plant dungeon. Maybe it's the fourth one. But I beat the plant dungeon and then forgot to save. But I saved in the same spot that I thought I'd saved before that. Which is there's oh, no. a, there's a part where you come to a plant and he's gonna break open the gate, but you don't have bow yet, and so yeah. you need to go out and find him in the plant dungeon and then come back. And I saved at the same spot with that family sitting there, and so when I reloaded and I went to go use bow, I spent ten minutes trying to figure out why I couldn't summon him, and then I hmm. I decided to walk all the way over to the plant dungeon and I saw that it hadn't been completed yet, and I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Um, so remember to save <laughs> when you get yep, out of those yep, dungeons. Do do that. <laughs> so, um, but all right. So we're not going to go. I I think all that uh, all that deep on like the in between stuff unless it matters. 
Um, but I think we should just do, you know, I mean, we'll kind of walk through the shrines or, yeah. or whatever. And then, um, and then maybe the in-between stuff, but, uh, anyway, so like we said, the game starts off with your dad telling you to go, uh, talk to the water spirit, right? I think Dido is the first thing you're kind of told to go take care of. Yep. Yep. You, um, you basically, you arrive back home, you, you save the village, you go to the castle. Your dad says, yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's a key go to the water go get the water spirit well he examines your army in it doesn't he he's like oh, oh let yeah. me look let me look at the army oh you scamp <laughs> look what you got <laughs> but uh, yeah so yeah it goes to the water temple and this is um it's, it's really much like yeah, it's getting you used to the sort of game mechanics it's generally kind of introducing you it introduces you to some sort of basic kind of very basic puzzles in this one it's very short as well this, this dungeon yes the water temple is very short um there's really, but there there wasn't much to do at this point, right? Other than just fight. Um, you do find a couple. You, of can, things. you can explore around. You you are welcome to like go into some of the different areas. Uh, well, you are slightly restricted, and because um, obviously you don't have some of the spirits at this stage. But there's a kind of a big sort of open area you can mm-hmm. run around in it if you want to. Uh, you won't find a lot. You know, like enemies might drop food items, possibly. Um, they might drop weapons. Like you might. I wish I would mention that as well. Yeah, I didn't think about that. The food. The food does two different things. SP, mm-hmm. which I didn't know what it was at first, and HP, which of course is hit points, but SP is spirit yep. power. Spirit power. <laughs> yeah. So you and and fruit is just permanently in your inventory to consume when you want to, like Breath of the mm-hmm. Wild. Anyway, um, but uh, <laughs> and oh, uh, and what happens is early on I was getting lots of spirit power foods, and I had nothing to use it on yet, and so yeah. Um, uh, so I, I would go to eat through. the food and it wouldn't help me. Um, it wouldn't even let me eat it. It just goes. Eh, eh. Yep. That's um, right. I should say also this game reuses sound effects from other video games. The one yes, of most notable is when you pick up and drop items. It sounds like what it sounds like when Pac-Man eats a fruit in the original mm-hmm. arcade Pac-Man. Boo. Whoop. Yep. Yeah. I was very surprised at that. Um, and the jump, um, Ali's jump is the jump from Streets of Rage. There's a lot of Streets of Rage 2 <laughs> noises in this Actually, game. Yeah, we should just say they share many sound effects. <laughs> it's the, yeah, yeah, the jump is the one. There's the, um, that, yeah, when you're, like, when you're hitting the those armored guys, like those little knights, um, yes. they've got some sort of like a clang. They're, they're, the, way they, the way they walk, they sound like the robots from the end of Streets of Rage 2. Yep, yep. That's correct. Um, I don't think that's an accident because obviously the composer, Yuzo Koshiro, he did work on that game. <laughs> well, and he did the music. I don't know that the sound effects would be the same team, but they, they it is their property. They can u- reuse the yeah. same sound effects. And it, the game works with all of them. Again, you don't – it's just weird. Yeah, it, does. It's, it doesn't feel out of place. It's, no, it's, no, you wouldn't even notice it. But if you've played a lot of video games or if you're like you know interested in game history, you do suddenly go, wait a minute. Where have I heard that before? It's so familiar. Uh, the pause. I'm trying to remember where I heard the pause from. That might be a Streets of Rage one as well. No, it's not the Streets of Rage pause. But anyway, no, no, no. It is. No, no. You're, you're, it's not. It's not the pause. It's the um, you know the the ending bit of Streets of Rage one where you get to the credit, not the credits. You know the score bit. Yeah. It's a little. It's a sprite. It's a bit from that. <laughs> and you know what I just realized? I'm wrong. The mm-hmm. boo whoop is not Pac-Man. It is fucking Streets of Rage. It's- is it the it's the health pickup? Yes, it's like the turkey yes, or it is. Yeah. Oh, can't believe it's, I missed it. That. It does sound like it though. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it does, and and maybe it was borrowed from that for streets, but 
yeah, it's it, this is just Streets of Rage reuse sound effects. Now that I think <laughs> about it, um, don't, don't worry though, it does have its own people. We're not, it's not all Streets of Rage. Yeah, yeah, no, you just you just hear them reused, and you're like, whoa. Um, but then you come to uh, and it, you, the one thing you do want to find in this dungeon is the sword uh, because it helps you a lot uh, for your yes. first boss, which actually was one of the harder boss battles in the game I, because it really is. Yeah. because you don't know how to fight yet and you don't have any of the resources at your hands, which is the crab boss. So, mm-hmm. uh, the spider crab. crab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, uh, this is where you learn some of the game's more annoying mechanics right off the bat, which is if he touches you, you like do a full blown slip and fall down. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, if you get too close to the crab, you could run the risk of just never hitting him. But you have to get close to him to to damage him. So it's it's kind of a. It- you kind of got to jump and hit him as well, you know, because mm-hmm. this is where you learn about the sort of the different heights that some enemies you do you have to kind of jump and hit occasionally, yep. and that this crab is definitely guilty of that he does kind of bend his legs so you can do it from sort of the ground level, but yeah, he's he's a real bugger this one. <laughs> yeah, I died three times on him. Uh, the good news is the bad news is you have to restart the dungeon. The good news is the dungeon's like three rooms, so the, the, y- the dungeon yeah. is not long. Yeah, so um, but once you kill him. You go into the back area where it is nothing but endless fountains. It's a Kansas City wet dream. Like Kansas City is the city of fountains. <laughs> we have tons of fountains. So um, here you go. But uh, but yeah, um, you go and you go meet Dido and or Ditto. Mm-hmm. It's D Y T T O. And she's got a series of. Um, uh, she kind of. It's kind of cool. You get this little tutorial of uh the three ways you can use her right because it's like tap a double tap a and hold a A are the three different attacks so what what do each one do i'll let you explain her yeah yeah so the tap a is the bubble attack which is it has multiple uses it sort of freezes enemies in their place it's actually incredibly useful on boss fights incredibly useful for boss (laughs) fights yes um and um, not only that, but it's also used to kind of change things in the environment sometimes, like to basically drench water, drench fire. You know, you mm-hmm. get rid of fire. Also, for some reason, it stops waterfalls. I don't know how that works, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's and, a thing. <laughs> but yeah, to be fair, they have you do it right away. Um, yeah. It's, it's to and get to the second well. dungeon. It goes, hey, to get through this waterfall, you have to throw a bubble at it. So you're like, okay, okay, I'll let it go. And uh, the the double tap is probably one one of the more one of the very most useful bits. If switch is short on health, as it heals you basically. And if you do level her up, which you can do for all of the spirits with these little special crystals through the game, mm-hmm. um, that is even more effective, basically. Yeah, because um, she only gives and, you a little bit of health. You have to use it several yeah, times to heal stuff. up. But once you've got, uh, and again, like you said, though, you can level up your health. Like as you level, you do this weird arbitrary leveling up that's not active in any way, but you pause the game and it's like, you're level 30 and you have this much health. Um, it's a weird way to scale the game, but uh, it, mm. it, to me, it's like peeking behind the back door of the game system. And for the player, 
what happens is the difficulty's ramping up, but you're getting more powerful, so it seems kind of consistent throughout the whole game. Um, yeah. But yeah. that's difficult to do if you don't program for it. So I got to give them credit on that one. Um, but the only way you can see indications of this is in your status screen. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So she heals more, but you're also getting a larger health bar, uh, which doesn't physically change in length. So it looks like her powers stay pretty consistent throughout the game, but she's actually helping you a lot more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and her final one, it's just the whole day for like a few seconds, and then she turns into like this big sort of tornado, which is, it, it uses up the most SP for her, but uh-huh. it's, not, it's probably the least Completely useful. Completely useless. Really. I never used it never ever because it, it's random it's, it's luck if it, it's complete luck if it hits anything <laughs> mm-hmm. um the other thing that's important to note is at least this happened to me the first time you get uh, a, a spirit they don't do a really good job of explaining that the spirit uh drains sp while it's out and following you mm-hmm. and they automatically give you the spirit so you walk around and you're like my sp is draining and it starts beeping at you and you think it's a bad thing and what you really are supposed to do is just press A, B, and C all at the same time and have her go away until you need her, which, of course, mm-hmm. like we said, requires you to find the element. But you really don't need any of her abilities when you first exit the the temple. So, yeah, just if you've never played it before, A, B, and C, put her away. Um, you can spawn her <laughs> later. So, um, Off you go. Yeah, so we're back to dad. Um Yep, and he tells you to go basically to the waterfall. <laughs> yep, <laughs> Next look, look, look what I brought. And he goes, great, go to the waterfall shrine. Um, <laughs> right. I'll stay here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So um, so your second shrine is the waterfall shrine, which is a little yeah. longer. Yes, it is. Um, and it, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's called the waterfall shrine, but it, it feels more like the sort of the fire temple, really. But it, <laughs> it is totally the fire temple, but you have to move a waterfall with a bubble in order to get in. So it's the waterfall. Shrine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty basic. Of course, this time Ditto is is needed to, for a few little puzzles. Again, it's usually to um, you know, put out a fire basically at some point, mm-hmm. um, and she can be summoned at multiple points, either in little little bits of water. Or the common thing they have in this dungeon is like the sprays of water. Yeah, the geysers. Like, like little, yeah, yeah. And those are good because it it basically teaches you. Okay, while you probably associate these with steam, this is going to be where you find water. Um, yeah, because you'll find them a lot more later. It also introduces you to the zombie enemy, which is hands down the most annoying enemy in this game to me. Unless you use fire. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I but didn't often you, if, use yeah. fire, but yeah. Ah, that might be where you went wrong. If you use um, mm-hmm. Ifrit or if you use the the fire, burn arrows, or bombs on them, instant death one hit kill when you don't (laughs) you basically when they get to a third of their life they become legless and you have to uh we didn't mention this because you almost never have to do it you can hold c and usually you just oh yeah to duck down yeah and you usually only do that not to avoid enemies or anything you just do it to crawl into small spaces and that's kind of where they teach you that ducking is even a thing like if you didn't read it in the manual but with zombies uh you can accidentally kick them by frantically doing random attacks but the way you're supposed to do it is duck down and slash at them um they can just be annoying when they come in large groups and they always in this game have them spawn in very large numbers so oh yeah they can easily surround you but um anything else you can think of in this area that's uh, no, apart from the boss. yeah so we go to the boss the, the, the big big demon head 
<laughs> yes, in this walkthrough I'm reading, it's called the Infernal Skull. I should point out I used the walkthrough just as a guide, a guidance. Yes, yeah. Um, but I didn't use it when I played the game. So, <laughs> but yes, the Infernal Skull, I guess, is what it's called. So. But. so much easier than the crowd i know it's hilarious because i'm reading this walkthrough and the first thing it says is this boss battle is so much tougher than the last boss fight really N- not <laughs> if you've played this game before not unless you've played this game before <laughs> but uh yes this skull is fucking easy it's always, yeah, if you get if you got like your sword weapon you know one of the, one of the ones that you probably picked up by this point just equip that just slash the damn skull as many times as you can wait and just wait for him to pop again and do the same i mean if yeah, you leave he, it too long it's, it, he yeah. pops up out of the ground and he shoots these little like like fire worms yeah, almost. fire out of his mouth yeah. and they don't even really chase you down that much i just avoided they're, they're random them. yeah they mm. they weren't that big of a problem and i had dido with me and i didn't even try to extinguish them with her i just used her to heal me if i had any problems yeah so uh, you take her out pretty quick, and you immediately go over to the fire area and get a freet. Yep. So, um, one of the best, one of the most useful <laughs> spirits in the game. Yep. Yes, a freet is well, and he's overused in my opinion because there are some dungeons where um, I had to. It, there were a couple times I had to Google search it. Uh, there are some dungeons that we'll, we're about to get to where you have to light all the torches. Yeah, in the dungeon, yeah. and there's no good way to create fire other than a freet. Um, and there's it's really hard for well, we'll get to it when we talk about the torches. I have some issues with the torches, but anyway. Um, so then you go back, and uh, your dad uh, <laughs> <laughs> sends you off again. Yeah, does he send you off again, or is this where you finally meet the big bad? Uh, no, you haven't met the big bad yet because you meet the big bad after we get on the ship. Um, so yeah, we're not there yet. We're not quite there. It basically tells you to go to the northeast campsite. Um, oh so yeah, that's okay, basically yeah. So right. some sort of enemy invasion. So you're not going to a dungeon this Check time. Check the you're soldiers. Kind of going on. Yes, the soldiers have yeah. stopped reporting in basically, and you have to go to the top. You know the what is it? The northeastern part of the map, kind of by the yeah, by the by the vol- by the mountains. So. Um. um so yeah, yeah. So and that, that originally this bit is blocked off by like a big ice. It's like a almost like a mirrored icy thing. That yeah, like an ice pillar. Yeah, and a freak can yeah. punch it. If you and see, this is where a freak acts normal. So it's weird later on when you try to get a freak to do other stuff and he doesn't act normal because a freak just kind of hovers around like all of them and just kind of just roams. If an enemy comes at you, he'll like help beat him up. But he does. He kind of dials it in. He doesn't give a hundred percent to uh, to fighting yeah. enemies unless you make him. Uh, but if you go slash the ice thing, you don't do any damage to it, but he'll come over and punch it away. Um, so yeah. it really helps you. And then you enter what is known in this walkthrough as the beach cave. The beach cave. The beach cave. Yeah. Uh, this is what I would call the third dungeon, if I were to guess. So, mm-hmm. And the first dungeon where you don't, I don't think you get anybody at the end, right? Oh, no, you do. You get that, the boulder dude. At the end of this, I think we've got we've gone a bit hard, we've got a bit further ahead actually. I think unless I'm, I'm I'm losing my bearings a bit, but the the northeast campsite, you know, you, you we you get on the ship there in that re, that bit there. Um, that's where you first meet those sort of night soldiers. Really, is that this part? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Weird. That, that early on. It's also this part that I would have mentioned that there's a little hidden area, Fred, that if you knew about it, it might have helped with your fire problem throughout the entire game. 
Oh, okay. Um, Which is there's what? a secret bit in the northeast campsite. Uh, there is okay, a secret sorry. area. Okay, sorry. We did get ahead. I'll let you lead this now. Okay, continue. Oh no, that's all right. Um, there's a secret area if you know where it is, um, where it's hidden in sort of like the wall. You can kick it down, and it, it is a secret path. Basically, you go in there, and there is a racetrack, Fred, that you can use Efrit to basically race around a track. You have to do the double tap move, you know, where he kind of turns into a like a yeah. like a bit. He shoots basically like a bit of uh, he shoots like a little fire diagonally up or down basically uh, you race around a track it's a time trial basically but if you get efrit around this little racetrack fast enough you can get a bow and arrow a fire bow and arrow that has unlimited arrows oh are you kidding me <laughs> okay and that makes the zombie enemies and any any problem that you have with torches i'm not a problem anymore a non-point <laughs> okay yeah that would have been super helpful yeah that would have i would have dug that yeah but the, to do that time trial, though, that I talk about is a chore and a half. It's really hard. You've got to be, like, pitch perfect doing it, and it's not easy at all. <laughs> so. I mean, the reward's huge, so I guess I get that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah, um, no, I'm wrong. Yeah, the, the cave is the wrong place. Um, it's the Northern Temple is what it's called. I just skipped ahead too far in the. No, no, you're author. right. Yeah, but you basically, yeah, basically, basically, um, if you if you if you don't do that bit, or you know, after you've done that bit, you go just basically. It's kind of like a little mini castle, and then you you fight. It's just you just fight some enemies, and then you jump on a ship basically, and that's where you mm. meet the silver amulet about who's who's appropriately decked out in black because of dude he looks like a failed villain from like a uh saturday morning cartoon series or something (laughs) looks like jafar yeah he's got a cape and everything it's hilarious but um well well well, discount jafar i was gonna say but um yeah but and then he he sort of says oh you know oh oh i'm the i don't know i'm the silver amulet person and i'm you know i'm you're not gonna stop me you (laughs) you um, bitches pretty much yeah but he gets uh grabbed by you grab by a gargoyle flown over in the distance then you get attacked by two additional gargoyles so this is where you learn the kind of like the jump and attack thing really if you haven't done it already because um, those gargoyles are a pain <laughs> see i didn't have much of a problem with them on the original really? genesis game yeah you just run uh, there is one tactic i haven't talked about which is if you double tap in left or right or in a direction really he'll start running in that direction Yes. And so whenever they looked like they were going to come down on me, I just ran to the other side of the screen and then ran at them again. And when you press attack, he does this like slide attack that does a lot yeah, of damage. Right. So, oh, yeah. And th- those gargoyles were actually a breeze for me, believe it or not. Mm. So, but Very anticlimactic, though, because you're expecting this big epic boss battle and that's that's it, basically. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you, you pursue the um, the silver amulet guy and then, then we get to the beach cave, basically, which is where we have this... Um, um, it's, it's, it kind of is a dungeon, really, I'd say. Yeah. Sort of. Um, you, you don't get a spirit at the end of this one. In fact, it's right. going to be a while, actually, before you mm-hmm. do get the other two. So you do have a bit of a break now, um, which surprised me, actually, because the game, obviously, when you read the instruction manual, and um, when you brought this game, you're, it, it, it happily promotes them. <laughs> the, well, it yeah, the makes sense. That's their, it's kind of their gimmick uh, for this game that, that sets it apart. Uh, I mean, on the surface, you know, the easy marketing stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. 
But this one's interesting. This is kind of like the sewers almost. Uh, yeah. That's about right. It's the sewer one. But with the flowing water, you have uh, easy uh, access to Dido. And um, there are torches uh, kind of lit on, on walls all over the place. So you can get a free pretty easily too. You know, if you don't know about this racetrack and this unlimited bow and arrow thing. <laughs> and this is where the, the, the level really... We're not going to get into the nitty gritty, but the level really... Um, gets more uh it's, it's starting to show hints of like puzzle rooms and you know yeah. learning a path and stuff uh i think this is the one where you can only walk through parts of the sewer right where like the current kind of pulls you down and stuff is that here i don't think that's here that's a, bit, a, little, a little bit late well i know the part you're um, talking about the big waterfall yeah. part that's coming up next but um but aren't there little areas i guess no i guess that's in the next part okay but yeah, it's just kind of a dank sewer almost but, but um, well, and the, the 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 this one does have a boss battle at the end of it though. This is yes. this has this kind of like big. Um, oh no, no, Fred, you are right. Actually, I'm just looking up in my notes. Actually, no, this you do have the um, yeah, the bit the little whirlpooly bits that suck you in. Okay. Um, no, th- th- this is here. Yeah, th- this is here. We are at that point. So basically, what we're referring to is um, there's a little kind of little water segments. This this is kind of I guess in a way you're trying to go up to the top of this cave. I guess so. There's these to little waterfalls extent, yeah. that you can. You can drop down, and then if you go to these little water sections, you get pulled in basically by it's kind of like I don't know, like you know, it's like a little whirlpool. Like a current, I guess. Almost, you drop down, yeah. yeah, you get dropped down to the level before essentially. So it can be quite frustrating, um, but it's not. There's not a lot of backtracking really to do in this section. It's, and if we're you not jump, still... if you jump, you can fight that current very easily. So yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But uh, yeah, so we get to he's called in this walkthrough the Rock Golem. Um, <laughs> He's a big floating boulder, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, what does he spit? Fire? He spits something. No, no, he, he, no, he just throws rocks at you. Oh, he just spits rocks, okay. And then uh, when you get his life down to about, what is it, half of, uh, I'd say more like a third, he'll do this new attack where he just kind of ricochets off the walls and whatnot. Um, and if you have a frit, you just uh, have him go punch him once and he stops doing that move. So, yeah. But. I found him pretty easy, actually. Yeah, he's pretty straightforward. Yeah, so. Um, by this point, I had a lot of food, too, though, so it was very easy to reheal myself. Um, so. Uh, um, oh, okay, yeah, you do, at this point, you do get start getting, like, the little tchotchkes, I guess I would say, uh, mm-hmm. that you don't know what they mean unless you look in the uh, instruction manual, I found out, but one of those is the sunburst pendant, which is what you get for him. That's what's in the chest. And it just means that when you're not in a dungeon, which is almost never, your health heals. So, mm-hmm. so it's it's not super useful, but you know when you're traversing the world, why not? <laughs> so, it just give you those little kind of like you know, yay! Yeah, you know, this is a this is well done for finishing this dungeon. <laughs> yep, but. yep. Um, and then from there, don't you get sent up to the top of the mountain, or do you go back to Dad? I forget. No, no. Well, you know, you know, near Dad this day, so you just carry on. You're, mm-hmm. you're continue. You'll get now to the 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 walled fortress. This next section. So you you come across basically this very very large kind of castle area, and um, you're kind of like climb. You're basically just kind of trying to climb your way out the top of it, really. Um, 
and it, it, it's kind of more again it's not really a dungeon because it's just you but it feels it kind of feels like it's you're still going through doors you're collecting keys there's kind of colored we've got to mention there's colored keys you know, there's the yellow yeah the green blue and the red um yeah it's doom the, you know, it's doom all over again yeah. um <laughs> yeah they called this one the mountain fortress and i think this is the one am i thinking of the right place this is the one where you have to light all the torches eventually um I think you might be, you might be thinking of the um, the like the you know the Bowles Castle the the plant one, which is a bit later on. I know that one, the plant one. Yeah, that's the, the one where when you walk in, there's the three doorways that are all walled up at first. Mm-hmm. Right, that's right. Um, but I thought this one you had to light all the torches. Maybe you don't. Actually, maybe you don't have to light all the torches. And I think I'm- there is. Um- there is there is um, torches that you do need to light for some areas of this, okay. but they're not like it's not every single one. Well, you know, there's, it's not like right. something like, like that's the one that I remember the most is the what with the um, the forest fortress where you have to you literally have to light all of the damn torches to, be, to proceed. Yeah, and pardon my yawn. Um, but yes, this is yeah the mountain fortress again. This is more like you said. This is more getting you used to the keys and um, the knights. There's also this is probably the first time you have to do a bit of backtracking as well because you're you're entering rooms where you see, you see like a blue door but you don't have the blue key yet mm-hmm. but you get given a red key so you have to go back to that red door that you saw ages ago that sort of stuff basically um, anyway point being is you go um, yeah, so you go through this sort of castle segment and then you're kind of gradually climbing your way up to the top of it and then you kind of go for this kind of like trial segment really mm-hmm. where. Uh, this this Fred yeah you, this might be what you're thinking of there's like little kind of campfires that are non-lit in some areas mm-hmm. of this bit. Yes, yes, yes. And that you have to you have to ignite those to kind of proceed and uh, further, at least in some of the segments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but basically, what what this is, it feels like it is basically some sort of trials. Like some, you're you're going from point to point. Um, you're moving forward. You you might have to just kill every enemy in the area, then you can proceed. Then one of them is you have to light these campfires while the wind is blowing against you and pushing you to like a bit <laughs> yeah. of spikes. It's very, very, very frustrating. Yeah, um, the whenever the wind or current or something is against you, that can be a big pain in the ass. Um, there's one way you need to take out the enemies while spikes are gradually closing in on you. <laughs> yes, I remember that one. Uh, yeah, and it is just the weird trials and stuff. Um, uh, it, we should also point out this dungeon apparently while skimming this walkthrough is where everybody starts making the Zelda references and it's because there are the spikes that rush in after you when you walk past yes. them there's also the wizards that shoot flames at you which are supposed to be like the whiz robes of Zelda the reason I take issue with this is uh, mm-hmm. this is they don't act like the wizards in Zelda other than the fact that they appear shoot something at you and disappear but they shoot different things and stuff I, I mean, I guess the presence of knights and wizards and spikes uh, is is similar to Zelda, but I think you can say that about a lot of games. You know, there are a lot of games that do this, so I don't know, again, if the Zelda stuff really fits, mm. but I get your point. Um, and this was the part, yes, it was during these trials that I got really close to dying and I got really scared that I was going to have to redo the whole area because even though it's not exactly difficult, it is long. And the idea of having yeah. to go repeat this was not tempting to me. Didn't like this idea. So, but uh, but eventually you get through all of them and you get to the blue stone where you like step on it and it teleports you. Um, right? That's oh, in this yeah, area? that's right. Yep, yep, yeah. That you, this, this is. I think this is probably your first experience with the tele- little teleporters, mm-hmm. which become a kind of big thing later. Yep. Um, there's a few little 
yeah there's a few little puzzly bits that, that to get to that blue stone where you, you can, if you're clever you can use like the bombs to basically there's like two switches you basically need to press at the same time there's one two ways you can do it because you can use the enemies to the two big ogres well. you can trick yeah. them up the stairs and have them step on one of them for you or both of them or yeah. or use a bomb and then or i just tossed a bomb away. yeah i did that i, I did. wondered yep. if it worked and sure enough it worked so and then you you meet your good old buddy silver amulets uh black clothes person and then yeah. the, you know he's telling you oh you know stop stop you got you got no chance of beating me and then and he basically sends you down to uh, an extra layer although i think he says something on the lines of that um it, it makes no difference he says uh, he goes oh you, he says there's something there's an item down here that will help you it makes it's not going to help me at all it's, it's only like you mm-hmm. know oh, I'm, I'm i'm too awesome <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> and i thought this was when we were going to fight again but yeah but no, but no this point. we do fight but just not him <laughs> yeah so you find it's kind of like what was it what's it called in your walkthrough the, the mega serpent <laughs> oh brilliant that's, that's a great title so this it is a giant um it's a giant serpent basically you only see the giant head which is mm. basically continuously chasing you from the right <laughs> yes yeah, so, so you're, you're the trick is to run to the left until you get uh i don't know if you can beat it beforehand i ran to the left until i got dead ended you you can be in before if you're lucky. Sure, um, it's pos- it is possible. Um, but most people, even myself, when I replayed this, I yeah, I dead ended dead ended him to as well. Um, but yeah, he basically you got to keep continuous running. If you go into his mouth, obviously you get severely damaged. Um, you got to wait till his basically xenomorph mouth comes out, and then yeah, <laughs> thank God when you die, you start up right at the beginning of this boss battle because I died a yeah. bunch because I could never figure out that the tongue was his weak That's where spot. the damage stop point, yeah. I ran into his mouth and tried beating up his tonsils. I tried all kinds of stuff. I used up all my magic for one of the lives. It was a bitch. But I finally like accidentally hit the tongue once, and I was like, oh, okay. And later on, as the boss battle gets to the end, that got really frustrating because the tongue only came out. They would throw like rocks at you and have different stuff happen. And actually, I don't remember if I did die on this guy. Maybe I didn't die on this guy, and I don't know if you get to restart right at the boss battle. So I, I apologize. Mm. I take that back. I can't promise that. I had a bunch of fruit, and I had like three left when I got done with this boss battle. Um. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, uh, what happens at the end is he'll do like, he's got like four different maneuvers and only one of them has the tongue where you can hurt it. And he'll do the, he'll rotate the tongue in very rarely at the end of this boss battle, which is annoying. Yeah. So, but when you beat him, you feel pretty accomplished. Yeah, you beat him, and then you... I think it's the bell you get here, which Mm -hmm. basically gives you the ability to use your amulet to activate teleporters, basically. Yep. Yep. Um... And then conveniently, of course, there is a teleporter not just too far away that you need to progress further. Yep, right there. <laughs> <laughs> not not far to go. But um, yeah, and then so not too long after that, you know, you're, just, you're doing a bit more kind of like exploring the area. There's not really a lot to do, really, apart from move forward, because there's not really any side things to do in this sort of area either. Um, yeah. So, But you're, you're basically, your next your next goal is to go to the volcano crater. That's mm-hmm. where you're heading. Yeah, um, there's a volcano crater. Which is this is where you do unlock your next spirit. I think they do like make little hints at this uh, through some dialogue as you got along. They said, Oh, shade is this way and blah, 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 something like that. Um, yeah, I do believe that's the case. Now I'm mm. trying to remember when you beat the mountain area, is this where you go see the dude or not yet? No, no, he's, um, he's after you've claimed shade. Okay. 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 So that's the only part I got reversed around okay so basically mm. we're at volcano 
Yep, so we're in the you're in the volcano crater, and this is this has got one of the more frustrating things for me personally in it, where it, it brings in the damn jumping puzzle stuff, jumping platforming for a top-down view game, <laughs> which is like, ooh. Uh, so this is where you'll hear Ali scream a lot, basically. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I, I know what you mean. Because uh, you do, you have to jump on these weird rotating ledges. Um, yep. So, and to be it's, clear... It's very hard to tell the way... <laughs> Yeah, but it's pretty liberal. Like, you'd be surprised mm. as to how well Ali can jump and stuff like that. Um, if you're used to bullshit like this, uh, it's actually... Um, it, it, it's not easy, but it's it, it's doable. Um, it's doable, but... Uh, it becomes a nuisance where it becomes like an angles jump, where you got like, say, go like right and left to the same... No, not right, like up and left or something, or up and, and there, right or there down. there is a particular area i'm sure we're both thinking of it where you basically have to ride a, a series of like four of these platforms and random wizards appear hovering in the air yep. and if they hit you well, they, they do it here <laughs> that's what this is what i'm talking about yeah and if they hit you you fall off the platform and you have to go all the way back to the beginning of the room and you take yep. damage uh for falling off the platform so if you don't have enough healing items your trip in this could be done real quick and people hate this part and i you almost get to the point where you have to take out some of the wizards but they're hard to hit um because they'll disappear on you and stuff but they're they're just they're just only there for a brief period (laughs) but you have to get rid of some of them otherwise you can't really dodge everything at once uh so it's a lot of leaps of face and a lot of goddammits. um (laughs) at least for me but um, but when you get to the end, you feel really good. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. Once it's all over, it's like, and then um, fortunately, once well, once you finish this dungeon entirely, shade becomes very helpful if you have trouble with the sort of falling down these bottomless pits. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he sort he of prevents does. that. Yep, yeah, he does. So, um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, once you get to the end of this, there's a couple of pillars, and you go into a boss room, basically. Um, one of the more epic boss battles. Of this. I loved this boss battle. Um, did you find him that difficult? I, I, yeah, I did um, initially, but once he's kind of got his, he, basically it's a big dragon. We should be saying, yeah. we're putting people in suspense here. It's a fire breathing <laughs> giant dragon. dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, which takes up all. Well, it takes up the whole screen. Really, this is huge. And he's got a big <laughs> extendable neck, basically. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and I had the That's death sword. Thing. Yeah, I had the death sword, which I'd been hu- hanging on to, and I just went to town yes. on this mother. Um, so, so the death sword is like the the second to sort of last most powerful sword in the game. Definitely the sort of thing you hang on to for these boss for a fights. boss battle. Yeah, yeah. So, um, now there is a point in the boss battle where he just kind of sweeps the screen with flames and I don't know how to avoid that. And it does a lot of damage. I will say that. Um, but, uh, eventually, yeah. And eventually you kill him off again. I could only imagine if you died here and had to repeat the whole thing. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then you basically go and, uh, get shade, right? Yep, that's it. And then you unlock shade. Yeah, and so real quick, we didn't do this with Ifrit, so we'll mention it now, even though it's kind of pointless, and then we'll do this with shade. So Ifrit's three attacks are if you tap A, he just kind of... Yeah, yeah, he kind of blows fire straight ahead wherever he's facing, which you never know what that is. 
Um, if you double tap A, he kind of does the sprint move that Jam was talking about. He becomes a fireball and kind of just dashes across the screen. And then if you hold A, he does the multi-directional explosion of fire. Yeah, quite useful, actually. <laughs> Not only is it useful, it's the only way I know how to get torches. Because when you try to use that breath of fire to light torches, yeah. he's almost never looking where you need him to and he doesn't sit still. So it's the only way I could do it. And he uses a lot of magic, so it's kind of frustrating. But uh, anyway, what does Shade do? Shade is an interesting Shade? cat. Um, so Shade doesn't, he only does two actual moves, but he does a, a very useful passive move. Um, mm-hmm. So the the tap a one for this one is he basically stretches out from your shadow and um grabs like a little like a ledge or something like a little a, a bit of special bit of um rock coming out the ground um, like he'll it, it basically you, helps the access yeah he'll let yeah. you grab specific pillars that you've seen throughout yeah. the game but you never knew what their use was until now mm. If you hold A, um, you you will basically kind of be meditating on the floor, and then you like you as shape. Well, but it's like, you know, they both look like Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of explore and look for like hidden sort of um, teleport areas, basically. So it helps you look for secrets. Yes, and he does- he's like a doppelganger of you. But the thing is, is when he dies in this form. First of all, I think he can walk around enemies and stuff in this form. And when he yeah. dies, he just comes back to you so it's a very risk-free thing uh the other thing i should point out is i realized that grip thing also allows you to grab like treasures that are far away if you don't want to traverse over there and stuff Mm. um and then his passive ability is probably the strongest point of him which is what well, he's got two. He's um, basically, well, it's kind of two slash one where he takes damage for you, essentially. So your mm-hmm. SP turns into your health bar um, temporarily or until he's expired. Basically, what that means is if enemies hit you, they'll damage Shade, not you, right. um, as Ali. And also, if you fall down like bottomless caves, like I just mentioned, um, he will basically literally lift, pick you up and, yeah, and, and bring prevent you, back. you from falling. Yep. It's quite a cool little sort of sound effect, actually. It's like, whoop. <laughs> so, um,. Uh, but yeah, so once you get shade, then you've got to escape the volcano while it's uh, blowing up. Oh yeah, up. why is all these meteorites coming down? Yeah, <laughs> This part was a little frustrating. Um, yeah, yeah. I. It's frustrating because you're not quite entirely sure where to go. <laughs> yeah, you get lost because you go to leave the normal way and it's kind of blocked off. So you have to wander around a lot till you find this ulterior way out, which puts you on the cliff sides. And I think this is the old man part that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. so uh but yeah you, you you eventually get out i don't think there's actually any time limit on the volcano erupting it's just you no, could get damaged no, no, a lot just... but but yeah eventually you find a a way to to sneak your way out uh thanks to uh shade grabbing grips and you end up in a uh kind of on top of the mountaintop mm-hmm. and there's a lot of platforming to do here and some of them are pretty pixel precise jumps Yes, they are. But obviously, the the luckily, uh, well, hopefully, you've got shade. Um, already I did equipped, not. I so gave him away. Did, like oh. an idiot. So, <laughs> um, which is the same thing. It's just you take damage. Uh, does shade bring you to the area you were trying to jump to, or does he just bring you back to where you were? No, he brings you back to where you were. Okay. So you no, know, he doesn't take you to where you're going. Yeah. So it's basically the same thing. Only I'm losing HP instead of SP uh, that yeah. you're doing. Um, but it there's like a lot of the jumps are like you should run here and then you shouldn't run here and this and that. Um, good old fashioned platforming, but it's better than I would have expected. And it's kind of side scrolling platforming almost because the way they do it, it is top hmm. down perspective, but it it seems almost side scrolling. 
with the way they kind of build the side of this mountain. And at the end, you get this this Sheng Long looking motherfucker who's <laughs> like kind of the, uh, the 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 big bearded man on top of the on top of the mountain, um, mm-hmm. and he just kind of points you in the right direction. I don't know. Well, he tells you about yeah. He goes. He gives you a special item, which was from your sister, who has ah, mysteriously missing. Yes. Um, it's it's like a ring, basically. Um, yeah, he tells so. This man that just is, just happens to be at the top of the mountain tells you about your past and stuff like that, and in importance, which that, it gives you kind of your hint of where this where this is going, basically, um, where, with the story. And um, yep, yeah, he gives you a ring, and then you you activate another port. There's a little portable just at the bottom of the stairs, but, but there's you not. not there stairs. You have to shoot it, and I yeah. didn't know that, and I got stuck yeah. here for like an hour. Um, yeah, yeah, you need to sort of notice that. <laughs> yeah. I watched a video. I watched a video because everybody in the walkthroughs and and questions is just like, oh, yeah, there's a portal down the first set of stairs. No, there's not. (laughs) Um, So I didn't know you had to shoot. That's where you know that move that Shade has, the hold it for a few seconds. He he reveals that. Ah, okay. So we found the flaw here, um, which was I didn't have Shade. Um, Yep, yep. So, uh, but I was able to save at the top of the mountain with the old man. So I just left and came back later. So that was good. but uh and then so what we, sorry continue well i was, yeah, was gonna say you're you're put on the beach basically after this um quite close by to the castle and if you you've got two choices you can actually just go straight back to the castle if you want to and then you realize the castle's under attack but you can't access it because there's a kind of green barricaded bit with um that you can't accept access so um but if you did explore at your own leisure earlier in the game which some people might have done mm-hmm. um you if you explore the forest which is to the west of the castle like a lot earlier you realize there are some areas that are inaccessible basically there's, there's a there's another temple there um which only can be accessed by shade so you know if you go if right. you if you did that you you could just go there straight away and not even go to the castle go straight to the temple um to that temple well i didn't do um, that so real quick let me tell you what yeah. i did and then we'll get back to the forest shrine um i went to the castle you couldn't get in yep there's a bunch of guys in the town so i fought off the guys and i got down to the south pier and there's a family in there that says the castle's under siege and here's a secret yep. way to get into the sh- sewers when i got into the sewers i saw the plant and i was like yep. okay i i can't remember if they mentioned it or i was just like okay this must be the next spirit or something because i saw a green gate right next to the plant and i was like okay this this isn't an enemy so this has got to be something else and so i just went exploring and that's where i found um the 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 castle because i saw that spike sitting out of the ground that i was like okay well that Mm -hmm. that allows me to get somewhere with shade so And then the bane mm-hmm. of my existence, the temple I had to complete three times, the forest temple. The forest temple, yeah. This is the one that you were – well, this is definitely the one where you had a lot of torches to <laughs> to light. 
Yeah, like I, I almost don't want to go too deep into it because it's more of a thing you have to fight, but you constantly get stuck and try to figure out where you need to go next. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that here. Yeah, and this <laughs> temple is finding keys, pushing buttons, uh, backtracking constantly. There are plenty of rooms where you have to uh, walk on those damn pillars. Um, you eventually have to light every torch in the whole damn place. Um, this is a explore every everything, go everywhere kind of thing. Um, and... Uh, I don't, and, and again, the, but this starts to do some of the tricks where you have to use like a drip in the ceiling to get Dido so oh, yeah. that you can break, you know, some of the fire stuff. And you have to know that you can hit a lit torch to grab that stuff. And you have to know that you can hit these, these, uh, guy, these ice geysers to get shade. Like you start learning that these are the ways to do it. And if you don't learn to do that, gosh, I don't know if you can complete this temple because <laughs> mm. you just get stuck in certain places. Um, yep, yep. and you are constantly backtracking. I had to take notes during this part because I refused to look at a walkthrough. Um, and, uh, and then I did, I did Google it. Like, how do I get to the middle area? Cause I had three red keys and I didn't know how to get to the middle area. And they're like, light all the torches. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been asked on many game facts boards, but I don't know. Is there anything you want to bring up about this area in particular? Cause it's all kind of just stuff you've seen before, but it's all brought together in a very uh, maze like yeah. dungeon. There's not really more. So actually, you, you refight that kind of golem boss again. Um, well, it's one of these, like one of the two bosses in this section. When you light all the uh, torches, then yes, you fight the golem boss again. Um, but the the actual main boss of this is actually is the hardest boss easy. in the game. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh <dear. laughs> Which is what is it? Tell tell what it is. Like what you have to do and where oh. he is. Okay, so this guy, he's basically on a little crystal orb in the center of this bottomless pit, and there's obviously the, the lovely platforms that we love so much that are just rotating around him. And they're rotating around, <laughs> there's three levels, so you got to jump on three different platforms to get within reach of him if you're going to use a melee weapon, which may be where we differ. I should also point out that before you go into this room, you are given a room that literally has a shade, a water, and a fire, so you can bring whatever character you think is best i did not know shade brought me back out of the shade. pits so <laughs> i brought dido in so i could keep healing um which mm. ended up not My even being that shade. necessary either uh yeah mm. she was somewhat helpful but like you said you know you're just either with shade he's using sp to pull you out of the pit or with dido you're dropped out of the pit and you take damage and then you use sp to heal yourself so it doesn't really matter so why do you think this guy's easy? Because as you're hopping to him, he's constantly shooting things that can <laughs> knock you off the pillars. He's releasing these literally gaseous green things that are easy to kill, but they're a nuisance. And then yep. he's a pain in the ass once you get to the center because you hit him a couple of times and then he just zaps you directly with something that knocks you off the thing. So it's tedious mm -hmm. is, I guess, what I would yep. say. Not difficult, but tedious. Yeah, so the the trick with this guy is if you had saved um, some explosive arrows. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I did have, actually, explosive arrows. <laughs> You'd but... actually had that, yeah. Stay at the bottom of the screen and hold down the B button for... you got to hold it a little bit longer than you think you need to, and then the arrow will directly hit him. You won't have to jump into any of the platforms, and it will take him out in Mother just three hits. fucker. <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of hit points, but if you're actually getting to him with melee, even with a death sword, you had to hit him, I think, three or four times. Um, but yeah, and then, and then yeah, there's just a... 
you can literally, there's a perimeter of ground, like walkable land that you can just walk around to the north and that's where you get Bao, the uh, final spirit. Yep. So um, before we talk about Bao, let me tell you why I had to play this three times. I already mentioned one of them, which was I sa- when I, I thought I had saved when I met the villagers. Mm. You know, like I thought I had saved there and then I went off to the forest temple, completed the forest temple, then wanted to quit and you are forced into, we'll talk about this in a minute, but you are forced immediately into another scenario. No, you you aren't actually. You just go into the dungeon. I think what I had done was I walked all the way back with Bao and did that part I just talked about with the grate. And then you are in another dungeon you can't save. Uh, it's actually a pretty long sequence. It's the second of the two long sequences. The other one is the castle. When you go up to the mountain village and stuff, it's like two or three areas, one after another, where you can't save anywhere. So you got to complete it. Um, same thing here. I thought I had saved. I didn't. So when I reloaded the game, I was literally by the family having not completed the forest temple. So I went back through it again. And this time I died on the wizard. And I had to go oh, complete it a third time through and through so i beat that temple three times not fun because the temple takes about probably an hour the first time through and then the second time through you know it's like a a little shorter probably like half an hour because you know to light all the torches as you go and things like that but then to do it again right afterwards you kind of get hasty and it 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 extends your time but anyway so after that you get bow what is what are bow's three things jam well, Bao, um, passively, if he, his, his, his big problem is that he's, he stays in his position, so he doesn't move at all, so he doesn't follow you like all the other spirits do. You have to kind and of he's get kinda him, like, force him. Yeah, he's kind of like a Venus flytrap. He's like Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors. Like, that's... Mm. Anyway, yeah. So, I mean, um, his single one, I think, is just him, his bite, basically. But yeah, he his double tap is he'll transport from where have, wherever he is standing at the moment to wherever you're standing now. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's your way of getting him to maneuver, essentially. Um, but and then his final one, the holding down A for a, a, period, a short period of time, um, he'll kind of just burst into kind of like these spores and then that'll kind of paralyze all of the enemies temporarily. Yep. Yep. You got it. But he's not he's not that useful, I think. He's useful he's, for uh, one thing, which is there's a bunch of yeah. grates everywhere. Oh, and actually coming up here, he's useful with this one boulder puzzle. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. So you go you finally can get into this these underground sewers because Bao's there back at the near the castle. And the sewers is kind of a mini uh well actually it's not mini. It's a pretty decent dungeon. Now that I think mm. about it. Right, the sewers, because you got to navigate them, and there's, there's some back and forth. There's definitely some backtracking and some weird, like puzzly areas. But eventually, if you just find all the new rooms, you'll, you'll navigate through it. Um, but uh, but the couple of areas I did get stuck in where you had to be creative about moving around and stuff is there is one part where you need to find Daito, uh, to get off some some burn areas, and you got to kind of backtrack quite a bit to get it. If you'll recall, yep, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then the other one is, uh, you do get to this boulder area. So near the end of the the yeah. area, there's a bow right there. You fight some zombies off, um, and then there are boulders cons- consistently coming down, they're constantly coming from the left. Yeah, and if you no, they're coming down from above. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're oh, coming sorry, from the okay. left side. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you've, and if you try to jump over this stuff, maybe you can make it, but you take a lot of damage. I don't see how. Oh, well, yeah, make you it. 
Um, mm. So you got to kind of use him and he kind of like bites at a boulder and like slows it down so that the new boulder doesn't come. Is that, I think oh, that's you why can it doesn't use him just to, Oh no, you can use him just to stay on the switch to prevent the boulders coming in the first place. Oh shit. I didn't think about that. No, that's all right. I use him to just bite the boulders so that he would well, kind of works. slow yeah, them down and then a new one wouldn't spawn. So I took some damage, but then I was able to just walk to the top. So, mm. um, and then you get to the one part where you better not screw up, which is there's a waterfall, which is right. Is oh, this yeah. that part or am I getting well, that, that, ahead of myself? Where's the part where you go into the palace? Maybe I'm missing a part. Do you, you, go into you the just, palace uh, you've kind of skipped over the palace. Shit, uh, yeah. Okay. Basically, no, no, you're all right. It's um, yeah. Before you go into this sewer bit, you, you do enter the palace to fire off your enemies and you meet Silver Amulet who tells you to go to this. So he, well, he forces but he's you, kicks, killed kicks you. your brother and your dad. Well, we, well, yes. Yeah, basically. He's, uh, we, like you get you find him in the throne room, you fight a couple of his enemies and then you find him in the throne room and your dad's dead. I don't know if he's dead yet. He's, or he's, um, he's, he's dying. He's, he's, yeah, he's dark. Well, he's, he's, he's injured clearly. And um you know, that's that's kind of like the bribe. Well, he doesn't right. really, he doesn't really give you much of a choice. He just kicks you down there, <laughs> and he kicks you into the sewers, and then that's what the dungeon I'm talking about is you working your way back up. Yeah. Um. And oh, he kidnaps he kidnaps the princess. That's what we should say. He kidnaps the princess. Yeah, he kidnaps so, your yeah. sister. That's what he does. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to remember it because I didn't take too many notes on this one. I was having fun playing it, but I didn't take too many notes. But yeah, when you get to the top of the sewer thing, so you get to an area you know about, because first when you get kicked in the sewers, you you see this waterfall and you slowly fall over it because it freezes you. It doesn't let you move in the initial yeah. sequence. So you're back up here and you got to use Dido to use a bubble to move the waterfall. But you move at a pretty fast pace and while Dido's yeah. shooting the bubble, you are being dragged by this current and you almost fall off of it. And you can, yeah. And you can, and then you <laughs> got to repeat the beginning. entire dungeon. Yeah, I didn't, but I saw that. And so I jumped right. I was flush with the waterfall, shot the bubble, and almost fell off again. I mean, it, the timing's pretty damn precise. Yep. And then you get in there, and you find the broken cube. And the broken cube basically... Um, well, it's not, it's or the big cube. The broken big yeah. cube, yeah, is where the silver amulet was housed, right? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's to restore his power, basically, so... Right, and so you do that, and then you go back and talk to your dad. That's right. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, save, save the princess!" And then he, and then he goes, he "Oh," him. and you opened up the box. Shit. Okay. Well, I was hoping you wouldn't have to do that, but okay. You know, you needed to save the princess. Go save your sister. And then he does. He die? Is that where he dies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. it. So then, and then this is kind of the the last stretch, but it's a little bit of a long journey. It's a long slog. Yeah. It's like a massive extended dungeon, really, at this point. Well, a huge extended, just bit in general. You, you could really, you could debate that it kind of is like the the last dungeon all in itself, really. Um, so basically, a path opens up in sort of the, one of the main areas, a stairwell just outside the castle. Um, mm-hmm. If you go straight up, there's a stairwell opens up, and then you can um, uh, basically go, you meet the Silver Army, the guy who's got the princess, and you give him in there, and he runs back into the cave. Of course, you pursue him. Into so, the cave, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then so so yeah, in a way, this is kind of like part one of the part one dungeon, and then you got another part of this, and then, it, then it's all over. And it really is a kind of a, a combination of everything you've done up to this point, really, just with all the spirits. But oh, we should pause for a yes. second and uh-huh. just state that if you want to, this is the point of the game. Like if you, if you want to do 
some of the little side quest stuff this is your last chance to do it so what you can do if you want to is there's various um i mentioned them very very briefly earlier where you can get these kind of like little crystals that they're mm-hmm. specific to the spirits which they level up they level them up basically there's like mm-hmm. a black one for shade there's a green one for bow blue one for daito and obviously e for it has a red one um they're dotted around various areas of the game they're usually they're cornered off to you at points so you can't access them um but until you've got stone spirits but once you've had all four you you can go backtrack a lot of them are bow bow you bow needs mm-hmm. to open that green gate again yep. and th- they won't just give you the crystals some of them will give you like really decent weapons as well which will help towards the end like the one of them will lead you to get a a 50 points um but the, basically the strongest sword for commerce the, the red sword, one, basically. yeah yeah flame sword um they'll give you like a 50 point version 50 point means is that you can use it 50 times before it degrades which is pretty good Very for useful. this game <laughs> yes especially for the end of this where you kind of need it um the other one is uh uh yeah because you i i went and did some of these i think there's 10 of each um yeah and i got i think i had like uh, seven to ten of, of each of these when I beat the game. Uh, but remember, I didn't use a guide, so I just went back to the areas I knew. Uh, and I mm. want to be somewhat thorough because it's a game club. The other thing I should point out is you do get a couple of items, and I don't remember, you get some of them in the dungeons, but you get some of them for these exploring, where you yeah. unlock, um, they're basically items that are in your food inventory that immediately spawn a certain yes. elemental, which is very useful later in the game because I don't know how else you do it if you don't have. There's a Dido one that I held for most of the game, and there's a part where I don't know how else you spawn Dido. It must be a way, but yeah. I needed Dido, and I was like, I don't know how else I spawn her. Um, and so I grabbed her. But um, yeah, like I said... I, at this point, going up to the end, I think we just talk about the boss battles because the rest of it is really just traversing areas you've it's, been to be, or like challenges well, you've been all, to before with yeah, enemies. Challenges that you've done already, yeah, yeah. So there's a couple, and then I want to talk about the room right before the last room because there was a big bullshit area there that drove me nuts. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I wasn't dying, but it was just annoying. It was tedious. Um, but yeah, so the first boss you will find in the cave is the evil eyes. Um, yes. <laughs> you can't use your spirits here. You can or cannot? You can't. You can't use them here. Yeah, I don't think you have spirits. Yeah, you just... Does uh, your powers work here? Because you need to use yes, the zappy you go into the sh- <laughs> you go into the shadow world using your zappy things. So you have to get rid of your, your whatever you've got. And then you have to fight these shades on their own. Yeah, I remember that. So... Um, the shades just use a lot of the different elements and I just ran around and slashed at them uh, and ate a lot of food. Um, but, uh, and then when you get through the, the shadow world, you end up in, uh, apparently this Cape guy's name is Agito or Agito, A G I T O. So you're in Agito's castle. Um, and the castle's fine except for two distinct rooms. I remember. So, um, I'll mention my two and then you can mention if there's any others you want to talk about. The first one that's a big pain in the ass is you enter a room where you have to fight literally like a dozen wizards. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I was gonna that's that a big one, pain yeah. in the ass. Um, They're quite... They they psych you out a bit, that bit, because they there's the, you're thinking, oh, no, I've got this, I've got this. Then they'll like present four at once, and then it'll be like... <laughs> and they're all different wizard types with different... Some have homing beacons. Some do a lot of damage, but it's a straight-on blast. Some just... Don't, they never appear near you, and like Jam said before, and we can't stress this enough, they're not 
tangibly there for very long and if they hit you it stuns you so you can't even hit them yeah Yeah. and it's good to use a really strong sword but at this point i did not have a lot of the secrets jams talking about i had a couple of swords but i had no idea what this last bottle boss battle was going to be which had i known i would have laughed um (laughs) but uh but i saved two or three like i had two fire swords and one death sword that had 50 and i saved those all and this is where i really would have wanted to use them um with these wizards because they will do a lot of damage to you in fact i used a lot of my food and um had the last area for the last boss battle not had water everywhere so you could easily get dido and then just use SP stuff. Like my entire inventory was SP stuff after the wizard room. So that was a bitch. And I don't know how far back you'd go if you died, but probably the beginning of that castle. I think just go to the, yeah, I think just begin the castle. Yeah. Which isn't as bad, but the castle's not short. It's a little bit of a, a, a series of puzzles and stuff. Uh, it's a weird three room, like move switches kind of thing. <laughs> Um, the other one is you eventually get to a point where you get the blue key jam and you can open that door and then you get into kind of the last area, which you kind of go a long about way and you eventually end up, you're, you're fighting a couple of random enemies. Suddenly there's like a velociraptor type character that jumps at you. He doesn't do too much damage, but he stuns you easily. And it's like there's a Velociraptor, one of those shield holding knights, which if you've played this game, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And an ogre, which are like the big ogre guys who their bark is much worse than their bite. They look a lot scarier than they are. But then there's the shade, the shade that takes all of your SP. He sucks it very fast and he takes Mm -hmm. a few hits to kill. And the reason that sucks is he's not called a shade, but he is called something. I don't know what he's called, but you have to kill this guy. And if he only needs a couple of moves, so you got to kind of kill everything thoroughly up to this point and then you got to attack him very fast because he'll suck all your character away. And whatever character you've got, which at this time you probably have Shade, you need to kill him and still have some SP left over so that Shade can live on because the next room you need to use Shade to kind of yeah, cross yeah. the upper area of the library and go to the last boss battle. And that took me like half an hour of redoing it over and over again and going back and getting Shade from the mirror right by the blue door and then going back through everything, which I now know I could have used the shield of that guy who's right there. Um, but that guy only appears that, that shade creature, it regenerates once it eliminates your, your elemental and it only appears when your elemental's out. So you have like one shot to get it. And again, I didn't die, but it was just very tedious of just backtracking and doing this over and over again. It took me like five attempts. Um, mm. and then you get to Ajito himself, Agido himself, uh, AKA silver armlet. <laughs> And uh, you fight him. So what did you think of this boss battle? Well, it was interesting because the first section, the first part of it is he summons like uh, very strong ogre knights. Um, but basically, I, I, well, there's like a, that dinosaur thing as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Four strong enemies. to like, Basically, you got to defeat them all first. And they were quite tough, actually. They were really, especially all of them at four at once. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I didn't have an elemental. Um, so. I don't think I did either, actually. Yeah. Um, once you have got kind of taken them out, then then you have to fight uh, Silver Armlet directly, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a bit he's a he's a bit of a nippy one. <laughs> See, <laughs> so, I think I got lucky. I trapped him in the lower left corner with the death sword. Yes, that's what you and I happens. killed him. Yeah, he, yeah. Mm. 
if you've got a sword like weapon if you've got a good sword weapon that's uh that's the best way to defeat him but if you just do it with the dagger he can be a bit of a pain in the backside he's not it's not particularly hard but it's more the fact that he's sort of, he's just sort of zipping around and throwing stuff at you <laughs> well and and again at this point i don't know about you but i was counting on my healing from uh dido because uh, I didn't yeah, have, did, yeah, was... um, and I had already used my my summon her thing, so I couldn't summon her, and I didn't have anything but fruits that restored SP. So for this battle, if I had died, I would have had to redo the whole castle, and probably wouldn't have beaten the game, to be honest with you. Um, mm. So I got lucky that I was like halfway through my health, um, and managed to get him in the lower corner, and he really didn't do much damage to me. But if he was a pain in the ass, and I didn't have any way to heal other than SP. Yeah, that would have been a problem. That would have been a big problem. Because mm. he's not the last boss, by the way. Nope. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, so he's Silver Armlet. Agido is the big thing in the basement, but I don't think we ever get his name. Um, maybe mm. we do in this, you know, when you beat Silver Armlet, he's like, oh, but the real danger is ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then it's the last boss battle. Yep. With uh, with Agido. So, um Again, I keep feeling like I'm leading this. I, I, I have to apologize. Also, I didn't ask you, were there any other rooms in the castle that really gave you a cause for annoyance? Uh, well, that you not really. The only one that really blindsided me a bit was the. there's a section right really early on in the castle where you... You basically, yeah, you know, you, your 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 hunch is telling you just to keep pressing forward, but the game does that buggery thing where it tricks you. Basically, you know, when you first go on to like kind of like the balcony part of the castle, you go up the first level of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you you go into a room and then you, I think you press a button there, and your your hunch is like, oh, just keep going forward. But what you're supposed to do is actually backtrack a few rooms. Yes, <laughs> where, I had to that find problem, another yeah. switch to yes. get the red key. Basically, that one, that bit, I thought, oh, I thought I was just thinking, oh, that was sneaky because that's i was just stumped for and if you've never played the game for ever like me you're used to situations like this i'm guessing when you're going back and committing to memory you're like okay but for me it was like okay this is another one of those bullshit backtracking things because you eventually just hit a door you can't get through um yeah but it is frustrating because you're so close to the end and you're like i'm i just want to be done with this but i i get it from a design standpoint you have to make this castle a challenge and i would say this castle is hounds hands down much more of a challenge than the bosses you face oh yeah <laughs> so let's talk about agido so he's the last boss what is he <laughs> i'm not really quite sure what you call this thing but he has one hell of an entrance you just see his little yeah. you see the glistening amulet and then his head and face appears then you realize he takes up the entire screen he really and does uh, there's a small bit of land you're on uh and that's it which has got bones on it and yeah it's just all <laughs> and he's just a big green blob almost with this head that can spin around and stuff mm. um and and he spawns um serpents and then eventually these little creepy crawly guys that crawl after you but the the serpents is important though because mm-hmm. obviously you'll quickly soon find you can't really damage him at all so you're thinking well what the hell do i do so use an go entire the, red like, fire sword on him before i realized that i thought maybe i was chipping yeah. away a little bit of damage but i was not yeah but you go to the right on or to the left and there's basically like these like almost like alien looking like worm monsters that um are poking out of the water and you gotta basically kill them uh there could be up to four of them at once as well so you got to mm-hmm. take them out and then, and then you can actually damage the boss but he's only vulnerable for a small period of time before he spawns yeah, for, more 
That's right, yeah. And they drop cabbages, which give you half SP, half HP. They refill everything to half. So they're very tempting to grab. But I kind of started to realize I have Agido because they're all in water pools. So you can, or not Agido, uh, I can get Dido. So I could heal with her. And I did learn quickly that I just need to leave some of those cabbages be on the last ones. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, and you eventually just play cat and mouse for a while. Uh, hopefully you have bombs. I had like three or four sets of bombs, which is the only way I know to hit those serpent guys. Is there another way? Oh, well, you can, you can jump attack them. Oh, well. you can. Okay. See? Okay. Yep. See, I didn't know if you could. And I was like, God, if you can't, wow, that would have been bad. <laughs> but you eventually take him out. And again, I think the fact that they dropped the cabbages and the water is a little bit weak for a last boss fight. I don't it, think... We, yeah, it was quite disappointing, actually. I don't... <laughs> yeah, dare I say it, I it would have been harder, but I think it would have been more appropriate if the water didn't spawn Dido, or they didn't drop cabbages, they dropped something didn't that drop just... Didn't drop cabbages, yeah. I think they should have dropped something that just gave you HP, and maybe only like a quarter, like those mushrooms or whatever, or an apple. Cheese or, cheese or something, yeah. yeah. So, And once you beat him... Um, you get kind of the ending, which, uh, Jim, you had a much better grasp on this ending. I had to go back and read about it. So I want you to kind of wrap this up. So what happens? Hey, so it's, it's your sister all along mm-hmm. that, that, that cloaked figure was, um, Gwyneth, your sister that the old man told you about, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, I actually felt, I, I felt I kind of spoiled it for myself when I first played this back in the day. Cause when he said that, he thought it's still reminiscent of sister, right? Cause it, the way they just, the way they kind of described it as well, it just seemed you could like guess it seemed that so, easily. Yes. I didn't yeah. guess that, but I could see how you would guess that. It just felt like, why is this important? <laughs> Good point. Good <laughs> point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that, that's just me. I think it might be just cause I've played too many video games, watched too many movies probably. And yeah, you just, you, you, you get used to this sort of stuff. It's like the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the obvious reveal in Resident Evil five. I was just, I was just a bit careful there just in case anybody hasn't played that. But so, but, um, there's a sort of a similar oh, reveal. In yes, that, but... yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Turns out it was mm, all along. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so anyway, yeah, so you realize it's her and she goes... That is a very wasn't... unhappy battle. Uh, that's my least favorite battle in RE5 if you ever have to do that yeah. alone. It's okay with a partner, but alone. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, no, it's, a, it's a pain in the backside. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, enough about Resident Evil 5. <laughs> but that's for a future game. Club. Actually, <laughs> no, uh, Jam and I will at some point, yeah, uh, gonna... probably not part of a game club, but maybe we could weave it in there because we haven't done a Resident Evil game. We're going to co-op that. Uh, Jam, I'm going to get back into okay. live streaming those um, now that Ooh. I can capture RGB. So I'm going to get back into it and uh, play uh, uh, the second scenario B of RE2 is where I'm at. So we're a ways off before I get to it. And people have asked me to do Dino Crisis as well. So yeah, yeah, do it. I might. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have the good Dreamcast version of Dino Crisis, so that'd be kind of fun. But uh, I was anyway. about to suggest that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So back to your sister. So your sister was so, the flaw all along. <laughs> so she basically, well, she she confesses that she wasn't fully in control but she sort of she was observing what was happening and she says that she has to atone or basically she can't go with you she sends you home but mm-hmm. she can't go with you she's got to make up for the people you know she the tone for her sins basically because even though she wasn't people. in control she did it so yeah mm-hmm. um so th- she takes both amulets she takes the gold and the silver and all the, the spirits they basically the, she puts them kind of into dormancy essentially she puts mm-hmm. them in like a little 
shrine somewhere. Um, yeah, because she Ali makes was... she makes a hint to like the the forces of evil will not descend upon our world again now or yes. something. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, so there's like kind of that. And then she just pushes you into a teleport. You go back. You get a little kind of anime like kind of cutscene where Ali's he he looks at his arm. He hasn't got the amulet anymore, and he, and mm-hmm. he sort of smiles at the sky. Uh, you realise your dad is not dead. He's actually yep. alive still. Um, so he survived his. And obviously your the, you know, your sisters bring you back to health. And then you get a quick little text box that said that the amulets went to dormancy. Um, and um, Ali he became king and succeeded the throne. And there was there was peace forever and ever ever, and everything was so happy. <laughs> And what I didn't understand was why is your sister back? Why is Gwyn there? Yeah, I don't know. Because she just said mm-hmm. she couldn't go back. So is this an alternative, Gwyn? Like I have no idea. I had yeah, I didn't so many that. questions, and of course, I turned to Jam and I said, "Well, I could probably get some of these answers by playing the sequel on Saturn, uh, because I have I- the <laughs> yeah, because I have the Japanese version because it's much cheaper than the very expensive American version." Um, and so whether this is, it's not legal, but this is how I justify it. Since I own that version, I'm going to burn the English version and play that on my modded Saturn. But, but yeah, Jam's like, no, it's a prequel. And I'm like, mother fuck ass. Um, <laughs> so. Also, apparently the PAL version of that sequel, prequel, whatever it's called. What is it called? Uh, <clears throat> the, the PAL version is uh, Story of 4.2. Oh, great. Okay. So it's easy for you guys. <laughs> Hold on. Um it's called um, Le- The Legend of Oasis. The Legend of Oasis. Okay. And apparently um, the PAL version had uh, – people started noticing that on the PAL version, because you guys have larger lines of resolution, that yeah. there was more of the screen showing than on the NTSC version. And some guy did a mod and stretched it out as far as it could. And um, it actually goes to like um, 256 – lines of vertical oh, resolution yeah. which we got 224 in ntsc and i think you guys got like 235 or 240 like the i think you guys got the full 240p in europe mm. which is weird because you guys have more lines of resolution you have 576 so when you double it up it's like you only get 480 of it but that makes sense people don't realize that there's like a bunch of overscan to what you visibly see on the screen and blah 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 anyway a guy modded it and has it re-render at its full resolution on the Saturn. You can do it in emulators too, but on the wow. Saturn, it re-renders at a high resolution. Yeah, huh. yeah, at a higher resolution. And so he fixes that, and it's fixed for the PAL version. So I have to go through a bunch of hoops to change that version into an NTSC version. There are ways to do it. There's a thing that fixes the frame rate and everything like that and the resolution. And I can play the higher resolution version. So it'd be cool to do. And so I need to do that. I, I saw that on ROM hacking while I was looking up the fan translation of this. That's awesome. So yeah, I look forward to doing that at some point, um, just to playing it in higher res. Of course, I won't appreciate it because I've never seen it in lower res, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you said that's a prequel. Have you played that one or you just know it's no, a prequel? No, I haven't played it. No, okay. I, I, I'd like to. I would like to. It looks it. really good on the Saturn. Yeah. It, it, well, it, it's a very good looking game, but a, a lot of the reason, because I mentioned right at the beginning that this game did not do well. I'm, I'm pretty sure it didn't do well in America either, of course, but mm-hmm. it, it's just because the 3D boom was happening at the time and people just were like, nah, we don't like this pretty looking top down graphics. We want the polygons and the horrible triangles. Well, it also had the- a problem, which was the cover of, at least in America, the cover of Legend of Oasis looks like a 3D rendered version. Of- it does, doesn't it? Yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, you think it's a horrible. 3D game and then you look at it and it's this dazzling like almost looks like an hd remake of beyond oasis yeah yeah um so i gotta give him credit but yeah it came out um 
in America and Europe in holiday of 96 and the Saturn was dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It came out spring of a, uh, sorry, 86, 96 came out spring of 96 in Japan where the Saturn was very alive and well, which is why it's pretty cheap in Japan because it's very readily available. Whereas the PAL version is super rare. Um, and the NTSC version, uh, the American version is, is, is rare as well. Uh, but not as rare, but it'll probably go for about, I want to say it goes about a hundred bucks here. Complete. Um, but uh but yeah um but i want to give it a try and you know the reason people say like that didn't do well i think it had more to do with the saturn not doing well because okay here we go disc only sells for about uh 50 bucks here uh which is a lot for a disc only game uh in america and then complete is usually about 70 to 75 so there you go Mm. but um the other reason i I really think it's because saturn didn't do well because you know what Alundra did very well here, and Alundra mm. is very much a 2D 1996 action yeah, RPG yeah, for the PlayStation, which is on PSN. It's a great game. It's 60 hours. I don't think we'd ever do a game club of it because it'd be like four parts. Slow. <laughs> uh, but it's a good long game, um, and it's completely different than this. But the reason I say that is Alundra came out the same year, and the PlayStation was very popular, and it did just fine. So I yeah. really think that the problem it had was on its box, it looked 3D rendered. It wasn't 3D rendered, and the Saturn is dead in PAL and mm-hmm. NTSC or in America already. Um, I believe it was already clearanced out. Like I don't think 1997 saw the Saturn around here. Wow. Like it was still on <laughs> store shelves, you know, as a, like a clearance item. But yeah, I think it was dead. Let me double check that. But anyway, um, anything you want to say about Beyond Oasis or Story of Thor while we're kind of wrapping this up? Oh, well, the only thing I kind of want to say is that, you know, what I quite like about this, and certainly about revisiting it today, is that this game is relatively short. You know, it's not going to take you too long to get through. And I, mm-hmm. I, I really I really do recommend it still. Um, as we briefly mentioned, it is very easily available on multiple places. You don't have to go hunt down the original copy. You can get it off the Ultimate Genesis collection on 360 um, or PS3, or it's on PC um, for, was it $3, you said, Fred? Three it's bucks. Very cheap. Yeah, three bucks. <laughs> yeah. Or if you buy the Sonic ultimate genesis collection i haven't looked it up in a long time but i would guess t- it is um, 10 bucks yeah on it 360 or on ps3 virtual console for okay. wii but not wii u but god yeah you don't need to get that version. well if you have a wii <laughs> well but if you have a wii u you can just switch to wii mode and buy it on virtual console there um you know there you go. so yeah. yeah there's plenty of ways to play it um but yeah it, i'm glad i played it uh and it, it makes me want to play the sequel so there's that. Yeah, that's the thing. Same here. Oh, and yeah. you know what? I have to apologize. Um, actually, uh, I'm I'm a year off. It was 1997 that all of those problems were happening, and it got uh, discontinued early 98. So I'm a year yeah. off, actually. So I'm guessing Legend of Oasis just wasn't popular because the Saturn wasn't popular. Um, just yeah. through and through. I would say so. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... Apparently, the game is the the sequel is longer, has more depth, and they fix a lot of the problems from this the first game as well. But it just you know, it just yeah, there happen. there are six spirits and six true full um, dungeons. I think in addition to the six spirit dungeons. So yeah, it looks the like weapons it's as well. It looks yeah. like it's long. Um, you know, let's let's for for shits and grins because we're probably not going to play the sequel for. Um, <laughs> uh for other things but the legend of oasis sequel is according to how long to beat uh, nope wrong here's another problem with it uh easily completed uh in seven to ten hours 
Oh, there you go. So well, it's about the same length. The yeah, it's about the same <laughs> length. So, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, I guess going into it, uh, next game club is going to be um, Symphony really? of the Night. So get play oh, into maybe? that. Oh. Yes, yes. Um, just in case people want to know, that's readily available pretty much everywhere. Uh, we talked about that at the beginning. Um, is that on PC? Uh, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, I'm surprised. So, yep. Um, you're hearing this on uh, either on or after the 25th of April, which is a Tuesday. It goes on the site on the 26th. So we're going to actually do that game club uh, at the end of April, Jam. We actually get five full weeks with this one. So it's ah, going April. to go live on the 30th. So if you're looking to play it, again, that game's, that game's a little longer. I want to say it's like 20 hours uh, and maybe even longer if you're completionist. But uh, you'll be able to knock it out um uh in in five weeks so you'll have some time so um mm-hmm. i'd love to tell you what next week's episode is but if all goes according to plan we have a great announcement for you you'll finally get to hear what we've been cryptic about for a while and we're going to have um uh, you know uh, a show that's reflective of that so i'm going to keep it under wraps um but just to give you guys a tease the topic is going to be around arcade games so there you go. That's not yep. that's not what we're going to announce, but uh, you're going to have a lot of fun with arcade games uh, if all goes according to plan. So there you go. So uh, anyway, all right, Jim. Anything else to say before we uh, call it uh, call it a night? Ah, uh, no, no, yeah, um, no, yeah. Have have fun with Beyond Oasis slash the Story of War. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. Well, with that, this is Fred saying uh, Fred and Jam saying peace out. 